0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Keep It A Buck podcast. Uh, this is Aries, your host, and, uh, yeah, here for another episode. I have another special guest with me. Um, before I get to my guest, I just want to say thank you for the last episode and um, getting a lot of feedback from that, the Mother's Day episode. I appreciate every everything you guys have said, and um, my mom appreciates it well. So, yeah, so today's guest... Um, I have mom number two. I have a um one of the most probably the strongest, most hardworking, uh, you know, most loving person I have, you know, that I know right now. Um, yeah. And she is the owner of the amazing clothing boutique, Coco Luxe Couture, which we will get into and yeah, is my mom, my mother in law, Delsa Soliai Say hi, mom.
1: Hi everyone. Great to be here. <laughs> Thanks, Eric, for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I, we could uh have this discussion, Mom, and you have a lot of things going on in your life right now. And mm-hmm. yeah, very exciting too. Um, especially for you and the family. So yeah. I can't wait for everyone to hear about it and hopefully uh <laughs> tap into what you have going on in your life. Yeah. But um before we get to your business and the uh clothing boutique um i want to kind of get to know about your your upbringing and uh a very special woman in your life uh your mom I, I i you know the since joining the family the things i hear about your mom are are great things but one of the thing, one of many things i hear about her is just uh, the hard worker that she was and Um, yeah, and I kind of see that in you too, so I just want to ask you about, I mean, what was your relationship like with your mom and, and all that?
1: Yeah, um, I guess to understand my relationship with my mom, I have to go a little bit further back and, and, um, just know that, um, so growing up, um, my father was in and out of our family (coughs) life, uh, quite often, and... There you go. Is that better? (laughs) Sorry, guys. First timer. Um, Anyways, um, yeah, so he was always in and out of our lives. Um, And then um, Christmas of 1980, um, he left to go get Christmas presents, and he never returned. Mm. And so that was hard. I was 11 years old. Um, My youngest sister was 10 months old, so she was just a baby. And it was a hard time for my mom. So because of that situation and all his infidelities and things, I think it, it broke my mom. And, but because of that situation, she depended a lot on me. Um, she is what my sisters and them would call a hustler. She was able to just, she just got in and did what needed to be done. She worked two to three jobs my whole life that I can remember until she went to nursing school. Um, but she she did it. But she did depend on me a lot.
0: At 11 years old.
1: At 11 years old to take care of the siblings. Um, so when the baby woke up at night, I got up to feed the baby. I changed her, got her ready. Got her ready to for the daycare for the woman who was taking care of her, drop her off at her home, and then walk to school. So
0: uh what- what was that change like you know before you s- the last time you saw your dad to you know now you're kind of the woman of the household now taking care of your siblings I mean what kind of change did that do for you mentally and um, at eleven years old?
1: Yeah, I mean most of my life I do remember just always working hard, I guess just growing up being polynesian we just my mom just never let us to be lazy, and um some siblings were. A little bit lazier than she would like and others, yeah. um, And but she te- she depended on me. I was the one who got up, make sure everything was in order so that when she came home from work, whatever, work one or two or three, um, there was food ready, um, the kids were fed, bathed, whatnot. So it, it was, the transition wasn't that hard. It was only harder because she was now this broken woman and... She had always hoped that he would come back, and he had come mm. back year after year. Um, But then he, when he never returned, that's when she was just like, ugh, you know. But, I mean, but she wasn't like... she. I think she was a typical Polynesian mother. She was never the type to say, I love you, give hugs, you know, congratulate you on things of achievement. It but, uh, was more of the negative reinforcement to positively reinforce you to do, to do things, and that's how I grew up. Um, the, to the tough exterior? Yeah. Um, and it's just from her upbringing to our upbringing. Um, some of my younger siblings, they needed that extra, like, you're doing a good job and whatnot. Um, and so I, I did that for them. Um, but, you know, also growing up, my mom was really hard on me. She, Our relationship at times... I think on her side, she was, now as um, I am a mother, I knew she was doing the best she could, and with being under so much stress and not getting enough sleep and just working and constantly thinking, how am I going to feed my kids, how am I going to pay bills? You know, he left her with a mortgage and five young children.
0: I mean, how many jobs was your mom working?
1: She worked up three jobs at one time, time. Um, and we also did part-time jobs, so when she was we would go maybe sometimes at one in the morning go clean offices
0: as little kids as
1: little kids <laughs> her and I and um, as some of my siblings got a little bit older we'd bring them along you know they'd go and dump the rubbish and do things and wipe down but it was her and I would get up and she'd come home and she was like hey we got to go do part-time so we get up and we go clean a building that had two three stories and we do that and that would take about an hour or two and come home sleep and Whatnot, but you know, we always make sure like the kids were asleep and got another sibling, hey, go sleep with baby in case baby wakes up. You know, we're gonna take off and go do things like that. Also, she was not the most, <laughs> like I said, like encouraging mother as I had hoped. She was more of, um, I don't know, just a hard knocks mom. Um, you know, I was told, you know, daily how um, I kind of felt worthless, kind of to be honest, growing up. I didn't feel like I was what she wanted. Um, mm-hmm. I was told constantly I wasn't beautiful enough. I wasn't, you know, smart. But the only thing that she ever complimented me on it was I was smart enough. I had this intelligence that she wished she had. And so I took that and ran with it.
0: But how hard was that at a at a young age, even though you're trying to find yourself, yeah. you know, your confidence at, at a young age? and. Hearing those things from your mom, but I mean,
1: yeah, uh, you know, I, I didn't. I don't think I knew any better. I had friends who were not in the Polynesian culture, but I we never really talked about that growing up. It was kind of a hush-hush thing. Mm-hmm. So, it's funny because even though she told me that on a daily basis, you know, like I wish you were prettier. I wish, you know, you had this, and I wish you had more talent like your brother, but. That in turn gave me my own confidence. I mm. motivated myself and till that from then on, I just had the most confidence in myself. I knew I wasn't the prettiest girl, but I could figure out a way how to stand out in my own way, which was schooling. Schooling was a big thing for me. So I was always the smartest girl. I was always that annoying girl that sat in the front seat, raised her hand, answered all <laughs> the questions, knew all the answers. Um, where everybody else was going out trying to learn dances and you know like yo 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 what's up I was in the (laughs) room I would get I would check out five books for the week and be done with them then check out more books and that's all I did I just read and read and read and and it also brought me to a place where my relationship with my savior my heavenly father was so strong because that was the only person that I could pour my heart out to and be honest about how I was feeling and the struggles I was going through. And I was always, I never f- ever felt like I was abandoned mm. by him. Um, I never felt that he didn't hear my prayers. Now, did everything happen the way I wanted? No. no but I already, I, in my mind and in my heart, I always knew that there was a path for me. And I just had to make my way to that next step to get to that next path and so that's what i did i my mom got me a job when i was 13 years old and i worked in the laundromat she made friends with the old guy that owned the laundromat in rose park just a few blocks from our home and i was able to go there when the laundromat closed and i was i would clean up the take out all the lint wipe down all the washer and dryers scrub out the bathroom and get everything organized i would even organize all his money and counted in the till and put a whole thing and put it away and, and whatnot. So there was a lot of trust in a now, 13 year old. Now,
0: what age were you when, when this happened? 13. 13. So, yeah. okay.
1: of course, I was paid under the table. Yeah. Um, my mom's like, yeah, she can come in. He's like, yeah, of course. And so, because we would go there every once in a while and wash our big comforters and sheets. And she was like, she would see something missed. She goes, hey, go clean that up. So I just go and clean it. And so the owner would just be like, oh, like they just got to talking, you know, my mom's like me, we're a talker. We just go on and on and on. Like it's not hard for us to make conversation with strangers or people around us. We don't, I don't feel uncomfortable doing that. Um, So that was one of my talents, right? Is that I wasn't shy about doing things like that. So he's like, yeah, of course I'll hire her. And then within a year, um, I would work on the weekends. I would do Friday nights and all day Saturday, I would be the person at the cashier's thing. And so you can come and get quarters. I would take your dry cleaning. I would take your your laundry, or you come and pick it up. And that's why I found my love for, I don't know if you know, but I really love things ironed. Yeah, I like things pressed. And <laughs> one of the things he told me is that you can do your laundry here for free at any time. These are the tokens that you can use, and I took advantage of that, so... Every couple of days, I was there doing laundry, I washed my sheets and and my bedding and my clothes and pressed everything. So,
0: what what blows my mind about this whole thing is, um, you didn't have a regular um, like teenage social life, like you know, normal people, normal kids would have, you know, yeah. hanging out with friends, like you know, uh, being by your mom and helping your mom was.
1: It was a priority, and yeah. you know, I mean, I did. I played sports, I played basketball and volleyball, so I was on the team, so I was able to do, you know, go to practice and stuff, but I already knew when I, as soon as I got home, I had chores, and I had work, and so I, because I wanted so badly to be part of the team, and play, and have that time for myself, I didn't mind being tired, and things like that, so I kind of just, um, my mom taught me how to, like, if you want certain things, and you have to sacrifice, so the mm-hmm. sacrifice is what sleeping an hour or two, or you know, not being able to go play with your friends after school and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, look back, the childhood wasn't what typically and wouldn't be anything I would want for my own children, but our family circumstances made it so that that was that was my norm. So,
0: but it's crazy when um kids are taken away from, like, that social life, I guess, being around their friends that much. Mm. Um, their social game growing up is kind of, like, kind of awkward, you know? Yeah. Cause, yeah. But you're not you're not like that.
1: No. I was, <laughs> I guess, like I said, you know, one time I was like, how come you didn't get any talents? Like, you know, your brother sings and your sisters, you know, are beautiful and they dance and nothing. I do dance Polynesian and whatnot. That's another way we made money. <laughs> growing up but um i told all oh, my my superpower is my faith in god and just being able to just hustle and do what i need to do and i taught myself i taught myself how to do certain things cleaning cooking um you know fixing my sibling's hair and you know braiding and things like that things like that just i could look at something and figure it out and it just c- became natural for me mm. like i could figure things out it didn't it never dawned on me that other people had to be taught. But I also watched my mom and things that she did. So, And I, I really honed in on when other people were around and things that they said and did and how they did it. I would do that. I would kind of mimic that and like, how can I use that? Like something that I was drawn to, that somebody would say or do, I would take that and then <laughs> go to the library And as I learned <laughs> how to do everything. I went to learn how to write, drive stick I checked out a book, I did a manual and just read it. There was no YouTube back then to go watch a video, how to. (laughs) Yeah, and I just learned, and I'm like, okay, do it. So that was, books was my saving grace, and so that's, you know, reading scriptures and things like that, that was a thing that my mom always, no matter what, even with all her jobs, we always went to church every Sunday. We were told <clears throat> and taught, pay tithing, like, you give to the Lord first, even though we were like, we don't know if we're going to have food, money for food or to pay bills, but it always works out. Um, we Those blessings always blessed. come back. Blessings always come back. We were always blessed with the most amazing bishops and whatever ward we were in. So, you know, we were used to being the Suffer of family. We were used to being, um, getting food from the welfare and then having to go and do service work there for a few hours whatever it was we were used to that um my mom was a proud woman it was hard for her because she worked so hard so it took a lot for her to accept the help but uh she was able to do that from the council the bishop like we know you're working hard and doing things but you can ask for help so that's one of the things I find still hard to do as well is to ask for help yeah so
0: I mean I bet with the just kind of how you were raised and yeah. You know, like you said, learning things on your own, and yeah, kind of want to do yeah. things on your own. In my well.
1: childhood compared to my younger siblings, it's it's totally opposite. night and day. <laughs> yeah, night and day. I mean, even to this day, I'm still. I feel like I'm still taking care of my siblings and making sure that they're that they have what they need and things like that. And they come to me for counsel and whatnot. And you know, over the years, our relationships have you know we've separated and had a a, a time of being apart because I couldn't take it was too much for me because when people are so close to me and I feel not a betrayal but I feel like we're not on the same page I I I decided to separate myself from that and there was a time where my siblings wanted me to choose between them and my mom and I chose my mom and I lost that time with um, my siblings because of that but we have since you know, all reunited and come back together as a family, most of us no, <laughs> <laughs> um
0: I wanna ask you, you know, growing up in a single parent household, yeah, I mean what quality does you take away from your mom, you know, seeing your mom and uh yeah, you know learning from your mom all those long nights or those days growing yeah. up that you kind of implemented with your own kids and your own family,
1: yeah, I think the one thing that comes to mind is. Hard work, it's not, I don't stray away from hard work. For me, hard work is the same thing as as breathing. And so I put the, I instill that into my children. Also, putting God and and our Savior first. Because when you do that, then um, when the hard times come, you have that in you. Also, just, you know, my mom was a very forgiving person. Um, she had a lot of people who, in, in my eyes, had betrayed her. And so when my father left, a lot of her, uh, my, my dad's side of the family, was cruel to my mom. Even though he was the one that had the many affairs and had left his family, they didn't treat her kindly. But she treated them with more kindness and forgiveness than I have ever seen. Um, if they spit on her, she'd wipe it and serve them she would wash their feet if if they needed so and when times were hard she was the one that they called so they were sick or needed help they'd call lofa <laughs> because they knew yeah yeah so it was that's one of the things i think um, that she instilled in me that i think i still have today
0: um this this question wasn't on the thing that i sent you yeah. But i, I kind of want to ask it just knowing a little bit more of your mom and um, were you scared to kind of get married? Yeah. Yeah. Just cause <laughs> you know, your dad. Yeah. So out.
1: I always growing up and I, and I even told my mom and I'm like, I'm never getting married. I have a plan for my life and it doesn't include a man. Now I know that the internal families are important, but I know there's something waiting for me in heaven that's better than I could ever have here. Mm-hmm. And so I did date a lot and um, in college only. And, you know, I was engaged three times and each time it was broken off um, until finally um, my engagement with my husband today. So, <laughs> can you, yeah. Can and you I tell told that him story.
0: That, I mean, it's yeah, very uh, I, <laughs> unusual. I just
1: never, and he asked me to to marry him three times and I said no each time. But mm. he finally told my mother that he had asked me to marry him. And I said no, and she's like, "Nope, she's marrying you. you." Go ask her one more time. And so, he he just softened my heart. I could just tell, and I felt—I mean, I felt bad, horrible, because inside I really want to say yes. But I kept that promise to myself that no, nope, I don't need a man to be happy. I don't want to go through any of that har- hardship. I want to be able to actually just be free. I didn't want to have to worry about taking care of a husband and children I was tired I was exhausted I was still taking care of my mom I was in college taking 18 credits I had three jobs and I was paying her mortgage I was paying her mm-hmm. bills I was paying my tuition I didn't have time to get married and think about having to take care or be part of an, something else I
0: and your family Those was still family. growing my, as well when you had three jobs and you yeah know, going to school, taking care of your mom and all yeah,
1: that. Yeah, my right? mom actually got me the third job. <laughs> I was already working on campus. I had I worked at the Polynesian Culture Center because I was attending BYU Hawaii and then I also worked at the bookstore and I came home one day and she was like, Oh yeah, I got you a job dancing downtown at one of the hotels. at the, one of the hotels. Yeah, I was like, oh, great. And I was like, What? I already have <laughs> what time are I gonna do that? But that's what I said internally, but yeah. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'll get it figured out. This, she's like, yep, go see Khaleesi. And so I went over to Auntie Khaleesi's house, are you? And she's like, yeah, we're excited for you to start. She didn't ask if I could dance. She was just like, yeah. And she's like, these are the nights I'm gonna need you to work. And so I had to figure out how to get downtown, Honolulu, um, five nights out of the week. And this Did you live
0: far my- away from the campus?
1: No, because where I danced was downtown Honolulu, and where I lived it was was in Laie, so just over an hour away. I uh-huh. had no vehicle. I could take the bus, but it would take too long. I'd have to leave at 3.30 at the latest to get there, take all the buses. So I hustled and figured out a way. Yeah. And um, I didn't have my own car and things, but every day <laughs> I always had a ride and got there. And so I danced for an hour at the... Hotel and came and then so those are the nights I didn't dance. uh, Polynesian Culture Center and that even I didn't do the night show. I danced during the day, so canoes or one of the villages, whatever they. I just need to fill it in and things like that. And then yeah, it was just. But I made good money at that um, the hotel downtown because the Japanese tourists were very um, oh giving. They're very giving at the time, (laughs) Um, and so you know. You'd have times where at the end of a show you do a Tahitian dance, you know, typical Polynesian thing, and you go pick somebody from the audience. So we were allowed to, to grab. We were told to pick two, so we picked two gentlemen. They come up, we show them the dance, you know, stand in line and do the whole thing. Well, they were very generous. they just, just sucking up. The and fun. yeah, just <laughs> we. I learned how to say in Japanese, "Look, but don't touch." I can't remember how to say. I think I blocked it out. But they would just. Just slap the money and throw it at you and stuff. And I, every day I would come home. On a typical good night, I probably come home with six hundred to seven hundred dollars in cash.
0: Hmm.
1: On a bad night, it'd be three hundred to three fifty, just depending not if bad. they weren't as giving or whatnot. And that's just from having two <laughs> gentlemen at the very end. So the men not as generous be, um, because the women weren't throwing money at them. Yeah. But the Japanese men were very generous, so... Um, not you know, bad at all. Not bad at all. <laughs> so every night i come home and all that cash I would just give to my mom to help her with whatever she needed. So that's the reason why she got me that <laughs> job. So, yeah, um, it was hard going to school full-time, having three jobs.
0: Raising a child.
1: Yeah, and then I got married and then I had a child. So I was able to quit the job downtown What that made a lot of money. So that was hard on my mom. And then, you know, I got married, so my priorities shifted a bit. Um, th- where my money went shifted a lot. And so um, for the first year of my marriage, my husband was very generous and l- allowed me to continue pay my mom's bills and mortgage and help her out. But I did tell her, hey, you know, if we're we're going to have to figure out a way to transition me out because I have my own family. And now I have a baby, which you know, Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, going to school full time, having a daughter, working two jobs, it was a lot. But my determination is, I'm going to get through this, so I can get through school and start my career and and be and move on to something better and bigger.
0: <laughs> I mean, you kind of I want to say like lucked out, but uh, did you know about your husband? And like his worth ethic before you met him, or before you guys went on that date? No, I didn't. He's a very hard worker. Himself. Yeah,
1: he's he's just like me. Yeah. Um, in that sense, we're very hard workers. We, you know, some people say LCD. We just say you know, just have things in order. Right. I like things <laughs> in a certain order, and I think it just stems from me when I was younger. I didn't have any control about my life, my situation, except for my own, for my room, which I always shared with something, someone. And so, but your it side was, of the room
0: was always uh
1: our room was sp- spotless. Spotless. <laughs> um our sheets were ironed. I know it's freaky. Everything, all my clothes were hung up or everything was ironed or folded away neatly in color coordination before it became a thing. Um I did it by season, I did it by color. I didn't have a lot of clothes, but with what I had, I take I took really good care of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's just And because I had very little, I was, I tried to get creative with what, so that everyone didn't know that I had the same, I was wearing the same jeans four days out of the five days at school. (laughs) So you can make it, you can make it different. People, back then people didn't notice as much until you got to junior high high school. So gotta Switch out the t-shirt. Yeah. The top. I was able to just kind of, I don't know. I just. I would save my money, if my mom allowed me, I'd buy mag- fashion magazines, even mm-hmm. though she didn't mm-hmm. think it was a good use of my money, and I would just keep them, and like they were gold. I would read through them, and cut out pictures, and mimic that, and just kind of like, oh, that's the new style, that's how they do the hair, that's how they do makeup, and jewelry, and things like that, so that became a passion of mine. Without anybody knowing, they were just like, okay, good. I guess this girl thinks she got something. Yeah. <laughs> but because of my confidence, what I wore and how I wore it, people just thought. I don't know.
0: It was fabulous. It was yeah, and I
1: told them that all the time. They're like, "You, you look cute." I'm like, "I know, <laughs> of course I do." Dare. <laughs> so you know, some people took that as me being whatever, but I didn't care. It didn't bother me that they thought that way about me.
0: I mean, I would only think about like if you were in today's world, like that. I can only imagine like people taking it the wrong way and yeah, I don't know people. Yeah, some find confidence in himself. So
1: yeah, people don't like having other people having a lot of confidence in yeah, themselves. They yeah. take it as, oh my gosh, she thinks she's better. Yeah, I actually do, <laughs> and I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not going to apologize, but yeah, I do think I'm better because that was that was my um, um, coping mechanism back then. You know, if I'm if people around me are not going to tell me I'm amazing or anything, I have to do it myself, and so maybe that situation. You know, some of my other siblings, they, they took it and didn't have the great self-confidence in themselves and whatnot. And, um, you know, it kind of, it took them down a different path than it did me. So, but I didn't have, to me, I didn't think I had the option. Because if I'm going to, I can't feel sorry for myself. I have too much to do. I have too much to accomplish. I want, I want better for myself. And I can't do that if I'm wallowing about what other people think about me. It's not, it's not my style.
0: I mean, did you find it uncomfortable trying to tell that to yourself early in your, in your, no, in your life? No,
1: no, <laughs> you know how that, you know, cause just with praying and everything and I'm just like, Lord, what do I need to do? And it just came to me to like, believe in yourself, tell yourself you're the best. I'm here. I'll make you the best if, but you have to do the your work, work. Yeah. you have to do it. So I'm like, okay. And I was I already had the personality. I was very outgoing as a young child. I was already talkative. I was that annoying child that just like was stand in line at the grocery store and just start talking. You know, <laughs> my mom was saying someone stop talking to them. They don't want to hear you. No, but I also was a child that never asked for can I have that candy or anything because I knew better. You know, we were standing in line to get things to feed the family, so. I didn't, which is why she left the younger kids at home. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One thing I want to uh, touch on before we kind of move to your business to, and all that, um, you talk about your relationship with your heavenly father. Yeah. Um, how was that? I mean, how was it keeping that relationship strong through those hard times, you know, working three jobs and raising a family and even even uh, when you were 11 or, you know, going through that transition and losing your dad? I feel like a lot of people, even myself, when hard times come, we kind of lose that strength with our Heavenly Father and kind of go off the path. Yeah, but, but, I mean, I you talk about how important that was for you. And
1: it was. It was my saving grace. I don't know, to be honest. It was. You know how everyone has talents, like they can draw, they can sing. My talent was my faith. I always knew that my faith was my superpower. And I, it didn't matter to anyone. when When I felt low or somebody hurt me, I just got on my knees every single time and prayed to Heavenly Father. And I'm just like, what do you want me to do now? Uh-huh. Um, I ne- When I was at my lowest, that's when I'm on my knees the hardest. Um, so you can, you know, they, they always say that, you know, when things are going well, when things aren't going well, you can. T- that's how your true personality comes out. And I always wanted to make sure that no matter what, if at those low times because we had my whole child was a long time to be honest but I did not want to disappoint my mother I did not want her to feel burdened with having to think of what do I need to do to make my children happy because she's just trying to we're just trying to survive right we don't need to be holding hands and which is what I wanted I want her to give me a hug, and tell her, tell me I love you, and how beautiful you are, but that's what I do with my children, every day, I tell them, I love you, love you, Um, you're, you're, I used to tell Liz, you're the prettiest and smartest in the whole kindergarten, you're the prettiest and smartest in the whole first grade, and things like that, because I want her to have that confidence, and I tell that to all my boys, you're the most handsome, and so I just always wanted them to have that same confidence, but I knew how I got my confidence, it's, it's different from how other people got theirs. Yeah. I didn't have that um, person that I could run to at all times. I did have an auntie. Her name was Auntie Ongo, it was my mom's older sister. Um, she was a good protector for me, but she passed when I was very young. She mm-hmm. passed on my sixth grade graduation. So we were on our way to graduation. We got the call that she had passed away. So I had to walk myself to the school and do graduation by myself. Um, Everyone's like, where's your family? Where's your mom? I'm like, ugh. We had a family emergency come up, so it's just me. You know, she didn't get to see me get my Hope of America. She didn't get to see me, you know. It was a big deal back at my elementary to come, you know, walk down. It was like a big, real graduation. And it was the first time... Um, my mom had bought me a new dress. I never get Everything's always handed down, hand-me-downs. And it was the one time I got that dress, and I just felt like I was the prettiest girl ever. My hair was all fair faucet, all winged out and curled, and hairspray to the nines, and I had the lip gloss she allowed me to wear. And I went there, and I just stood up. And, you know, other people would clap for me, and I looked down. My family wasn't there. I was sad, but at the same time, I was sad because, you know, we had a close family member who passed away, so I knew they had, they need to be there with her, you know, she was the rock of my mom's family, so when she passed, it, it, it broke my mom again, so I, I didn't complain about it, and I just, Uh, after they came home, uh... yeah, just come home, and then wait for them to come, and somebody come pick me up so I just come home and make sure the house is clean and started making food so when everybody got home there was something to eat and because I knew she'd go back and forth to the hospital or whatever need to be done so I mean it was only 12 so I wasn't sure like what the process was but I've been to enough family funerals to know what needs to be done yeah on, on my end so yeah
0: um one thing I've always admired about you and dad um since coming into the family, um, and getting to know you guys even more since like 2018, since I moved here, yeah. Um, just your willingness to do things for others, and um, you guys always keeping that connection with your Heavenly Father strong, yeah. And looking at that, and seeing the blessings that come from that with you and your family, and it's kind of made me a better man, trying to do the same, and wanted to be better for your daughter and my wife you know yeah so I yeah I, I've love your example always you. for you <laughs> and dad but yeah. yeah um shall we get into the business yeah let's um go, let's get yeah into now that you guys know uh you know Delsa's backstory of of some things and where her hard work and her ethic comes from of just all that um yeah she puts it into her new clothing boutique that she has and uh, yeah. Coco Lux Couture. Yep. Um, where did that name, Coco Lux Couture, come so, from?
1: Um, so Coco comes from my mom. When she, many of her jobs, she decided to become a hall monitor at West <laughs> High School when my youngest sister was a senior in high school. And so she wanted to keep an eye on my sister. She was a little cheeky back then. <laughs> and But she was a smart girl. She was, you know, um, student body president. She was in a lot of things. She was also, you know, captain of the basketball team, volleyball team. So she kind of followed the same footsteps um, that I did. And, but she wanted to keep an eye on her. So everyone, because she was, she didn't care who you were. She would just be yelling at you down the hallway. And everyone's like, gosh, this lady is crazy. <laughs> and because she was Polynesian, they would call her Crazy Coconut. And then it just came to be Crazy Coco. <laughs> and so that always stuck with me. And then I never thought about that name for years and years. And then when I decided to uh, create this um, online business, I thought, I went through all these scenarios and names. What should I name? And I'm like, well, And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, Coco. Like, it just came to me, you know? Yeah. It, you know, I never say, oh, it's funny how the Lord puts it. But I always know the Lord is very mindful of me. So he just, you know, whispered in my ear. I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. Because she's the whole reason why... I am who I am. Though it was hard and I wished, I mean, of course you always wish you had a different life. I wish I was like, you know, we went on family vacations and had that loving mother-daughter relationship. I never had that. So I decided that because of who she made me to be, that I can create this business in her honor. And Mm so... The lux comes from her, she was just a very, even though she worked three jobs and we dealt part-time, come the weekend, Friday and Saturday, girlfriend was like, her nails done, <laughs> it didn't matter if we didn't have food, nails were done, hair was done, make was on, she got a new outfit, she just looking, and she would drag us to these someone dances that would go to two three in the morning you know back in the day (laughs) before they decided like you can't be in the chapel that long and they would just she would just dance and dance and she just looked great now the 70s and 80s was her high fashion moment Mm. and i would sit there and watch her like put all things together i'm like oh okay chains and necklaces and lips color and like i was like i don't know who this woman is so anyway so that's where the luxe come from and then the couture is just because she's one of a kind so mm. I put that Coca Lux Couture. Plus I like things, symmetry, so I don't like just like Coca Lux. I need three things, a Coco Lux Couture. In my mind, it sounds good, like yeah. abbreviations, K-L-K, things like that. So that's where that comes from.
0: And the idea to start your own business. Um, yeah. What <laughs> inspired you to take this final step? And
1: Well, uh, you know, 2020 was a hard year for everybody, COVID, and I was actually struggling professionally at work now i i'm still there i i still enjoy my my job my position but i was i was struggling i wasn't feeling appreciated i was feeling undermined and i was like i need to do something for myself and then it just hit me like why don't i just start my own like what do i what am i passionate about style fashion things like that i'm not a fashion designer i can't i that's not my forte that's not what I excited like I can't just sit there like ooh, I want to create this is my creation line I want to make and just but draw a whole bunch of yeah that's not my thing my or... thing is more styling and fashion like give me something and I put, it, put, put, and together. I can put it together I would all oh, I've always dreamt of being a stylist but I never took that route so that's just something and I never do it to anybody else I can do it to family members and I can do it to myself because I know my own style. So yeah. I decided, well, why not just do that? And then I can just tell people how to style it. So if you go on my Instagram or Facebook or things like that, you can see that all my postings are how to style things, how to pair things together with what you already have in your closet. Because I know, like, we can't all just buy new things. And you don't need to buy all new things. You just need a piece or two, and then you you can create or complete your, your closet, your look for that season. That's and one so, thing I do
0: love about your page is how you give tips to uh, all yeah. your followers and people who come across your your IG page. Yeah. You kind of yeah. give tips on how to how to put things together, yeah. which is great. Yeah. And
1: it's all like how I would style it. So, it may not be everybody's taste and that's okay. You I, can
0: find a new uh, eye or yeah, a new Yeah, you can something. take inspiration yeah.
1: or you can just skip over. It's okay. You know, you don't have to like everything I do, but you can still be supportive. You know, as a Polynesian woman, as a Polynesian business owner, like just even sharing or, like, coming to my, you know, website or um, or even giving me critici- um, critique, you know? Criticism is good. I can take criticism. it Just don't be rude. Yeah. Or don't give me a one-ended, like... It's a fine line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, not everybody likes the same things, and that's why there's different um, boutiques and stores and styles out there. There's something for everybody. And so over the years, my style too has evolved and changed and and so you know I'm I'm starting out and trying to do the best I can with the limited funds I have but it's been fun it's challenging it's not something um, I ever thought I would do and social media is just not my forte I no matter how many times Liz shows me how to do things I just and she always like for someone so smart you just can't get I'm like I know I just like it just doesn't click in my head I can't get it to click I'm like, girl I need you to write it down and, and I need that th- tutorial so I can I can do it. even though I do things over and over it it's still just I don't know I struggle with that so
0: um how old are you, if you I'm 52 know? okay so I mean how, yeah like how you said trying to navigate through through social media and learn yeah try, kind of teach yourself I mean you've had a, a IG page before but creating this new one for your business mm-hmm and kind of, yeah, like navigating, making your own post, stuff like that for someone your age. It's a struggle. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, tell tell people like how it was trying to navigate and learn about social media. I mean, my
1: personal Instagram, if you look, I post once a year. I usually post like uh, New Year's Eve and like, hey, here's my thoughts of the year and blah, blah, blah. Or I just put a picture and like, I love Jesus. I put up whatever. But when I got my business, I told myself, okay, you got to do this. Because no one's going to. As much as you want everyone to know who you are, no one's gonna know who you are. You have to work and put it out there every day. So, you know, I just <laughs> taught myself, and everyone's gonna make fun of me. But I learned everything how to do my business on TikTok. <laughs> and it's not
0: a, not there for the dances not, and stuff like no, that. but everything else. Yeah,
1: I. It's funny because I went on TikTok because my youngest daughter Tiare was constantly on there, and it was driving me crazy. Like. She just wouldn't put her phone down. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go in there and see what it's all about. If it's good, I'll limit her or like whatever. We'll talk about it. If not, I'm going to cut it off.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I went there. And next thing I know, it's four hours later and I'm on there. And <laughs> first it was all these. Now, if you're into all the dance stuff, but not me. Those dances, those kids and things, it was horrible. And then I learned from TikTok how to navigate, like take those off. The algorithm was quick. And pretty soon I started to get into business TikTok and um, other boutique owners and things like that. And then I just started taking notes. That was me. So I constantly, I have a notebook with all these tips and tricks and things that I learned. And so I would just, I didn't know how to do it. I would sit, I would sit there and watch it and then re-watch it again. I would watch it 20 times to get every single word they were saying, mm-hmm. not knowing that I could just stop. And <laughs> Or, you know, yeah. there's functions now you can go back and fast forward and things like that. But... That's how I learned, and then that's how I got ideas where to find the clothing, what to do, how to set up a website, what things are best for someone who's just starting out. And so I took all that, and I did that for a good six months, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going for it. Um, And then I um, came into a little bit of money from an accident that I was from, and I knew it was was the time. It was Heavenly Father saying, "Um, this is your time. You decide because i if I didn't spend that money on that business myself, it would have been gone on something else bills, probably shopping more shopping <laughs> um things like that so yeah i I took that and I ran with it so
0: um you 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 kind of told us like little things you would do to kind of keep up with fashion and buy magazines mm-hmm. so um what um, kinda I mean, how, how hard was it to kind of keep up with, like, these trends of every, every like, two years, trends would come up?
1: Oh, it's every season.
0: Yeah, or that, yeah. every season.
1: I, I didn't find it hard because I loved it. I was always immersed into in it. And so when social media came and there was Pinterest and all these other things where I could actually watch the show, the fall, winter of 2022 20, of a designer, and I can actually go online and watch that Um, fashion show that's what i did
0: and shows nowadays like project one way or yeah you know stuff like that oh yeah that's it's my yeah yeah.
1: i live for those um i while other people are watching certain things i was just watching fashion shows and still searching i still bought magazines um they're just kind of going away. I, I'm sad about it. I like, I love having the glossy magazines in my hand and cutting things out. I always did a mood board, but I didn't know it was called a mood board mm. back in the day. And I would tr- switch it out every season. And I'd have it in my closet and look at it. And I would just look at them like, okay, hey, that's what I'm looking for. And then when, when I was out shopping or thrifting, I'd have in mind thing, pieces that I wanted to find or get or things that were inspired by it. And then I would just put it together my own way, and then just go to work or wherever. So everyone's like, ooh, look at you. I'm like, I know, look at me. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm just like, yeah, so keeping up with fashion and things is not a hard thing for me. It's a passion of mine. So.
0: I mean, with you keeping up with fashion, I can only imagine how you kind of dressed your your children.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, growing up, my my boys were dressed to the nine. (laughs) Liz was dressed to the nine until she decided – I think it was fourth or fifth grade she decided that mom don't pick my outfits because i would lay everything out i iron everything and i put it out i put one or two options so they can pick and then if they wanted to switch the pants and the shirt it's it would still go together i put everything out socks shoes everything and then when she decided she no longer wanted that it broke my heart (laughs) she just wore basketball shorts oversized basketball shorts t-shirts and, yeah, that's how she looked from junior high all the way up to the end of high school. So you can imagine how hard it was for me <laughs> well, to then see When they would just come
0: out of the room, going to school, and, they're, uh, and you, just you like, don't agree with it,
1: You know, Sunday was my, my only saving grace, but she never wanted to match now she wants to match but she already gone so i match with Tiate on every sunday our outfits would match no matter what whether it's in style or color scheme or whatnot where i was matching I, how i fix her hair is how i fix my hair and things she's like Ugh. but i was like i don't care i'm gonna do it and she's still letting me dress her and yeah. buy all her clothes so of course she looks cute my boys they were so cute but then once they decided they wanted to do their own thing now they just like you know, but the older they get, now they're into the fashion. My, you know, they're always asking me, and I still, and I'm like, hey, let's just go shopping, let's go to Plato's Closet, and yeah. I would go there and find them a whole new wardrobe and things, and put things together. And he's like, yeah, yeah, because they want to look good, you know. They're da- my older son is dating, you know, he wants to look good, and Tola is just like, yeah, whatever you want, mom. And then <laughs> I know he doesn't want it, he still buys it, but once he puts it on, he yeah, goes, and he sees it all together, and it's... he's like, dude, I really like this. I'm like I knew you. I knew you didn't want to buy it, but you're such a good boy. You bought it, and now now you see. Just trust trust in the process. Trust in (laughs) mom. I would never lead you astray. (laughs) So, I I see. I
0: see all those old pictures of the family and how you dress your kids. I'm like, holy crap! Like,
1: oh, they were Gap boys. (laughs) I wanted them. Somebody to discover them to be the cutest because they were the cutest kids when they were younger. Not that they're not cute, but you know, they were cute kids. So, and they always stood out from everybody. Everyone's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they're like, yep. So they knew that was my baby. They knew yeah. that he he was a I, and She was a eye. So we always, I always make sure we look spot on when we go out. At I can least only as a ma- family. I can only
0: imagine what you're going to do to your grandkids. Oh,
1: we're matching. <laughs> when, when, you, when my babies are coming, I'm going to pick them up every Friday. We're going to go out and get our matching outfits, boy or girl, doesn't matter. We're just gonna be so cute together. Everything, all the new things, my baby will get first. That's for sure. Nice. I can go without. I can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to worry. Your baby will look. Your babies will look amazing.
0: Yes, their grandma is going to take <laughs> care of the clothing. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um. Kind, kind of switch. I uh, so at fifty-two years old. Mm. It's it's not normal for someone your age to kind of step away from their their nine to five social blanket, their job. Yeah, I would say, and you know, to chase their dreams and their wants at, at this age. So, I mean, I guess I kind of asked you already, but what kind of motivated you to kind of take that that last step?
1: Yeah, I just you know, I didn't, I never thought in my life that I would try to like think of something else to do other than what I'm doing now. You know, like the security of having a corporate job, um, benefits, insurance. But I realized that there's much more out there. The freedom to be able to um, run my own business and maybe instill and give a um, opportunity to another. And I mean, I would love to have other Polynesian um, influencers or things, that we can collaborate and we can come together and as a community. Um, But I want to have that freedom. Um, I don't want to see my husband be working 10 plus hours every day and he's tired. He's, you know, getting older. He's not as strong as he used to be. That's my high motivation is to retire him so that he can travel or just stay home and do what he loves, you know, Clean be- our house. Because and, he
0: will yeah. like kill himself just he to will. make other people happy. Yeah,
1: that's just the person he is. Yeah. So he, he tells me all the time, I'm tired. I'm so tired. And so that's my motivation. Of course, you know, to sustain um, financially for my family. But I want to be able to be able to retire him and myself. I mean, I'm still going to be working hard. Um, you know, he's my what he calls my silent partner. But I, I told him, you can't be my partner if I'm doing all the work and all you do is carry the, the boxes into the house. <laughs> but, you know, I appreciate it because he does support me. And, is, you know, he's letting me do my dream, even though right now we're not, you know, we're not viral. We're not making, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But he sees how happy I am, even though I'm, I'm tired. and with it, But he sees how much more happier I am. So that's my motivation. I just want to be able to give to my family, um, you know, we want to be able to travel whenever you want. I don't yeah. have to do that PTO time as Liz posts constantly, you know, it's a, and you, you see people can do it. Why not? If they can do it, why can't I do it? And I don't think it's a mentality that even Polynesian people are even used to. We just do, what we always we have, do. We have these limits
0: in our head. Yeah. 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 We, we have can't these do long, things.
1: Yeah. We don't think that that's our story we don't think that that's something we can do until you see another person. You know, we do have a, a few famous Polynesian actors and athletes and whatnot. And so everyone's, oh, that's why they're just hyped up so much because there's not a lot of us. Yeah. So it's it's good to for the younger generation to see. Even though I'm older, I'm 52 years old, I can still start my dream now. So, you know, yeah. Vera Wayne, she's a designer. She didn't start her her business until her late 40s and so you know as Wayne, you don't know she's a wedding designer she's also done other things in her life um, in the fashion world and so you know that's a big motivation and so these are other people that you can look to and
0: you don't have to get it early yeah you know
1: you, we've, we've worked so hard for everybody else, now it's time for us to work hard for ourselves. Because that's the, that's the other thing. I've like, worked so hard to make my company successful and whatnot. I've been with this company for almost 20 years, and I was with them in the beginning when we, there was only 17 of us, and now there's almost 200 employees, and I've been there through thick and thin. And so
0: it's good to be a little bit selfish yeah. for yourself sometimes. Yep.
1: It's hard. I think as Polynesian, even women, like yeah. it's hard for us to like do that. But I mean, it's not hard for me, yeah. but I mean, in a, in a full sense, like for me to think of only myself, that's, that's a little bit harder. So yeah. that's why I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> so one, one thing you do on your, on your Instagram is you, um, you like to post these more personal, uh, side of your of your life yeah. with your post, and you being a private person before opening up your business and not really posting that much with your yeah. original Instagram. I mean, how how was it, kind of opening up yourself to the world? I would say the social media world, yeah, with your personal stories and
1: yeah. I posts. mean, in person, I'm an open book. You ask me a question, I'll just tell you stories for days. But like on social media, people are not kind. They have things to say or they're judgmental, but they're so. And that you, you don't feel like, cause you, like who, when I tell my story, I'm, t- I'm telling it who to, who people, are, who I want to tell, but when you put it on social media, it's all over for anyone to read. So that's a little, it's still a little bit difficult, but I do that for my Sunday post. I always do something personal and, um, just so that they can kind of get to know me as a person, as a business owner, as
0: a mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I find those connections with your, yeah. Your so your people shoppers? can
1: see like, you know. We're all the same, but we we all have the same struggles, but some of us handle different, some of us have different, you know, weaknesses and strengths, and so that we can come together as a community. I would love for the Polynesian community to be a little bit more supportive, because a lot of it's just like, oh, who does she think she is, or... You know, there's never so hate. Like. Yeah, I always feel I even when I'm walking around and I, like if I'm at the store or, or at the mall or like walking around at a park and I see another Polynesian woman or person. Whenever I smile and say hello, they, they literally just look at me like what? Like they're going to rip my face off or they just kind of look me up and down like mm. I walk. But I'm just like, oh, OK. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like they're so judgmental. We're so judgmental towards each our own culture that we need to stop <laughs> yeah so if we just like if we can cherry each other on that would be great like if i smile smile but it's so funny because somebody else will smile at them they're like hey you know but i smile at them they're like
0: and there's like a switch yeah
1: like, and they're like oh who she think oh she tried to come in here and look like she, yeah girl i am yeah i look good yeah sorry <laughs> It's not my fault, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me put your closet together and make make you look better.
1: Yeah, you know, you don't have to be a size zero yeah. or size to look. I've never. Well, I used to be a size zero, but I was young, and you know, as the older you get, you, your body changes. You got to change with it. But I've never been that person. Like, oh, I got to get my summer body ready. And, but no, I don't really care. So the older I get, the more free I feel.
0: So, so on this podcast, we we talked a good amount about Polynesians and you know, their cult, the culture. Yeah. Um, and how they're very set in their ways, the, the old school ways of mm-hmm. kind of staying on this path of graduating from school, going on a mission, coming home, getting married, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Being being hard worker, provide, doesn't matter what nine to five you're working. Yep. But you, even later in your life, you're, you're stepping out of your comfort zone and, and going against the grain of, of the Polynesian culture, I would say. Yeah. So for those who are struggling... You know, who are Polynesian or not Polynesian, or struggling just to get out of their comfort zone. Uh, what's some advice that you would give mm. those people to kind of give them that final step to get yeah. out of their comfort zone?
1: You just have to do it. Don't. I know it's hard, but you are gonna have to do it, and then whatever comes comes. Like, be ready for it. People are not used are not used to you trying to succeed or do something that's just for yourself or to be someone. I am pretty sure those. Other than being a, a Polynesian athlete, that's kind of the the norm for our culture, that everyone gathers and is like, yeah, you go for it, like yeah. working hard. But anything outside that realm, they find it a little bit difficult. They don't think it's it's worthy of their support or their time. So be ready for that. Be ready for the criticism. Be ready for that. But go ahead and do it. What's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work out? Oh, well. Then move on and do something else. Like. I know it's hard, and maybe you don't have that support system or you don't have that confidence in yourself, so prepare yourself. What do you need to to do in yourself to get yourself ready for that next step? So just, you know, push yourself and get over it. Yeah, <laughs> People are going to criticize you. If you're a Polynesian, you get it every time where they smack you or say something like, oh, she thinks she's this or eh, feel this and feel that, but you know what? Oh, well, just do it. And then, when, and then when, you're, you. yeah, when you're on the top, they're like, oh, yeah, we're cousins. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to be like her, you know, because they don't see the, the struggles and all that thing. They, they only saw the, the, the success other than athletes. They, they know what it takes to be an athlete, but anything else, they don't, they don't think it's worth the time because you could be doing other things to help with the family financially or supporting other things. Like, don't waste your time doing other things. So, yeah. yeah. Nice, Mom. I don't know if that's just do it, get over it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, sometimes it has to be hard like that. Yeah. I mean, there's, sometimes there's no easy road out and you no. kind of just have to tell yourself, yeah, yeah, it's time to get over it. And
1: it's not going to be easy. Otherwise, yeah. nothing's. Gonna everybody be easy. would be successful. So,
0: so with the last question I have for the, for the, on the business side of things and, um, before we head into the the questions, um, did you ever feel overwhelmed at any, like any part of this process of making your own business and, now that you're here now, I mean, did you ever feel overwhelmed and kind of want to give up or scrap this whole business thing?
1: Every day. (laughs) I don't ever want to scrap, but I'm just like, girl, what are you doing? Like, you know, I work so hard and, oh, it's awesome. And then I go, look, I only have six people on my website and like maybe 200 people on my Instagram or post or Facebook. But then I realize who cares about the numbers? It's now, now I'm more focused on, because I was so focused on, I'm going to get 10,000 followers and bo- so I can have that swipe up and all that thing. And then I realized, like, I don't need that. I just need to focus on finding the right audience. And once I can find those people who would love what I have in my store and my style and things like that, then that's where I'm going to get the success. So. Whether I'm going to be a multimillionaire, who knows? And this could lead to another entity, another enterprise, another business that I want to create. This, I'm not thinking that this is it. I'm using this as a first step to create something else. Um, I do have ideas for other businesses that I would like to start and maybe create, but yes. I need to get this one going so I have the means and the funds, you know, and the investments that I need to start those other. Yeah. um things that I want so yeah yeah it's exciting but it's exhausting yeah, I bet I bet <laughs> but I do appreciate anyone who comes you don't have to buy just come and look and help me out like tell me what you're looking for if I if I don't have what you want tell me because I don't know right because I'm I'm everything and that sort of things that I would wear, wear personally um you know within my budget <laughs> and I'm also thinking of other people's budget so you know, mm-hmm. I'm not at H&M. I can't buy ten thousand <laughs> pieces and price them at fourteen ninety nine. I'm not that. Yeah. I'm not that person. I'm not that business. I'm a small boutique, um, online women's business owner. So.
0: And you're still doing this while working crazy hours at your yeah still working normal job. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know we're about sixty hours a week typically, and come home and then I just do my things till like late at night and then go sleep and start over. But you know, if you want that dream, you want that thing. Cause I've been doing it my whole life. It's not, it's not hard for me. It's exhausting, but it's not hard for me. Yeah. So I, if I want something the and I just do it, so that's all, right, all so I well. know. <laughs>
0: yeah. So everyone who's listening, I mean, it's only for women's, right? Women's shop. Yeah. Yeah. So all the females who are listening right now, go check out that, um, that I, Instagram, uh, Coco Lux Couture. It's K O K O and mm-hmm. Couture is with the K. Yes. So I'll go look that up, and there's a website. Go to that website and feel free to shop and buy if you want. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll take all your money. <laughs> I'm not shy.
0: <laughs> so I, everyone knows what, what I like to do with my guests, um, with the the questions that I like to ask them when closing on the episode, and we'll do it with Delsa Okay. Are you ready, Mom? Yeah, I'm ready uh best advice you have ever received
1: mm um your life is your responsibility i heard that no one said it to me but i heard that in a talk and it stuck with me it's oh. like your life is your responsibility you have if you want you have to decide what you want to do with it and so the, because of my situation that's that's what that's why it was yeah that's why it stuck with me so or you know when things don't go right go left <laughs> Don't feel stuck. Just, there's always a way. If you can't go left or right, go forward, go back. Just figure it just out. Just move. Yeah, move. Right.
0: Um. Next question. Best advice you would give our listeners right now?
1: Ooh. Um, let's, I mean, on the business side, probably, like, dress like you're going to meet your worst enemy. Always be prepared to look your best. Nice. Because that's your... They can look at that because how you present yourself is how people perceive you, right? So, always look like you're successful and ready to go. Don't, I know, girls. You just want to wake up and go in your pajamas. No, girl, get up. Put a little bit of effort. For it it takes you, (laughs) it'll take you far. So always look like you're gonna dress like you're gonna meet your worst enemy.
0: Nice. Okay, mom. This is the uh, the questions that your daughter said to you. This is a surprise. It's this or that, and okay. the one you don't pick is gone for forever. Forever, okay. Gucci or Chanel?
1: <sighs> wow, <laughs> got to go hard. Okay, okay, wow. I'm gonna go Chanel. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, broke my heart there. <laughs> I'm sweating now.
0: H and M or Zara?
1: Ooh. You know what, Liz? I'm gonna kill you. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go H&M. Nice, nice,
0: nice. Okay, now we're speaking bags and purses on this one, all right?
1: Okay, I'm sweating. Okay, <laughs> let's do it.
0: Michael Kors or Louis Vuitton?
1: Oh, Louis Vuitton.
0: Louis Vuitton. Wow, I thought. Yeah, okay. I thought <laughs> you were gonna pick Michael Kors. Okay, last one is Target or TJ Maxx? Oh, Target.
1: <laughs> target is always my heart
0: <laughs> if you want to know dose more target is our happy place yes forever
1: <laughs> forever <laughs> but you can go and tj max and cry and walk around and they won't they won't think you're weird i used to do that a lot of times i would just go in there on my lunch break walk around crying and just look at all the amazing stuff and then leave so <laughs> they see me there all the time if I'm crying they're like oh okay oh, she's Delta's here. here guys she's here she's okay you don't need to go bother
0: her security don't check on her she's fine okay it's a good outlet so that that was this or that good job mom I'm glad you Thanks. got past that <sighs> <laughs> okay.
1: no I, I feel bad I'm sorry Gucci
0: all right next question one of your favorite songs of all time or at the moment
1: Uh oh of course my most ultimate fair song is anything by Prince, but when doves cry mm. it was my, nice. yep.
0: Delta loves Prince. Everybody. Oh yeah. Um, next question. With all the knowledge that you have right now, what is one thing you would tell your 18 year old self?
1: Um, gosh. Uh, probably don't compare yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people's journey. Cause I did that a lot, even though I was strong and pushed, but I, I did compare myself with other people's journey that they were going through, which, why wasn't, I'm working just as hard. Why can't I get this? Why, why do I always have to work harder to get the same thing? Cause in my mind, that's what it was, but how do I know what they were going through? So yeah, I struggle with the same thing. Yeah. So, but you know, just, you don't, and you don't have to do everything on your own. Yeah. That's, I'm still struggling with that. You can ask for help. There's a lot of people who want to help. They just need you to ask. So
0: But it's kind of like I don't know what I want to yeah. <laughs> for you to do or help. Mostly
1: it's because I don't <laughs> want you you're not going to do it the way I want. So right. I'm going to have to redo it anyways. <laughs> it's okay. just it's just how I am. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, last question. One album or one artist you would listen to for the rest of your life. I guess you get kind of gave us your yeah. artist, but what is one album you would listen to for the rest of your life?
1: Oh, um Anything by Stevie Wonder.
0: Ooh. Stevie
1: Wonder is my other love. Nice. Uh, Ribbon in the Sky is is my, when I'm sad and I can't um, play When Doves Cry because it breaks my heart, I'll listen to Ribbon in the Sky and to sing it. And just, or anything by Tom Jones, you know, because I'm old school. I'm older than everybody else. So (laughs) it's just, but yeah, his his first album is my, it's one of my favorites. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh. So I just want you to plug in your your business or your website for everyone to go to. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, um, you know I sell trendy women's clothing online. I have an online website, so come visit me at Coco Lux Couture. So Coco with a K, K O K O Lux, and the Couture with a K, and come visit me. And you know, like I said, tell me what you like and what you don't like, and let's let's make ourselves beautiful today <laughs> nice I like style that. it yep and I can style you for free <laughs> <laughs> ask me what you want so thank
0: it's a you, work mom. in progress
1: yeah. so I, I appreciate everyone's help thank you Aries for having me on your show it's exciting yeah. and I, don't know. I can talk hours <clears throat> about myself but like in this situation it's like taking pictures I'm so awkward <laughs> I don't know why I, I
0: knew you were like kind of nervous to talk on the yeah. mic. even my mom was too last episode <laughs> But you guys did great. Okay, thanks. But yeah, I just wanted, I knew it was very important for me to get you on here and uh, talk about your your business and for the listeners to get to know you more. I think you are one of the most amazing people that I know. Oh, thank you. So (laughs) yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Another episode of Keep It A Book. Thank you guys for supporting and sharing, um, you know, the podcast and yeah, for following me on this journey. So yeah, keep in tune next time. I'll see you guys later. Keep Mm -hmm. it a book.